Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. Uh, an individual contacted Highland Park Police Department uh, a week after learning of Mr. Cremo attempting suicide. Uh, this was a delayed report, so Highland Park still responded to the residents a week later, spoke with Cremo, spoke with Cremo's parents, and the matter was being handled by uh, mental health professionals at that time. There was no law enforcement action uh, to be taken. It was a mental health issue handled by those professionals. The second occurred in September of 2019. A family member reported that Cremo said he was going to kill everyone and Cremo had a collection of knives. The police responded to his residence. The police removed 16 knives, a dagger, and a sword from Cremo's home. At that time, there was no probable cause to arrest. There were arrests. There were no complaints that uh, were signed by any of the victims. The Highland Park Police Department, however, did immediately notify the Illinois State Police of the incident. So this is the latest that we've heard. Well, and there's a press conference that uh, was just ongoing right now. Uh, this is, and I got some more audio we're going to be throwing to you as we as we get it. But this was last night, just the, the latest of what we know about the uh, shooting that took place in Highland Park, Illinois, uh, during a an Independence Day event. Welcome to the show. Dana Lash here with you today. And we got a lot of stuff to go through. A lot of stuff to go through because it's a... Uh, it's we're, we're I mean, I'm literally just now seeing some new uh, new video that's coming out. So happy. Uh, well, it's third. It's it's actually Wednesday. I know it feels like a Thursday. It's Wednesday. And uh, it's good to be with you today. I hope everyone had a uh, otherwise safe Independence Day. We'll talk about all of that. We'll recap some things as well. But the big story that we're kicking off with today, uh, Lake County State Attorney also had said they were he was asked as to whether or not the tragedy that took place he was asked about two a stuff etc but the biggest you know thing to me is that here you 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 know you had an event in island park illinois and a 21 year old opens fire it was the chicago it was the suburban chicago fourth of july parade seven people killed dozens others injured now apparently what we also heard more information about today was that this individual this killer was considering was plotting another attack in Madison, Wisconsin, but for some reason decided not to carry that out. And authorities, the, the, the reason that they gave was that they had not done enough planning. 
So I'm sure we're going to get some more information on that. Now, the individual was he made his court for uh, first court appearance. And as you know, we don't I don't like to say names of these individuals because they're scientific studies, numerous ones. In fact, I've cited them, discussed them and shared them with you uh, that they, you know, encourages copycat behavior. But seven counts of first degree murder in the wake of that uh, tragedy in Highland Park, Illinois. More charges are also expected, according to Lake County State Attorney Eric Reinhardt. He the killer appeared in court via Zoom show no emotion as the prosecutor outlined the attack and read victims names a lot of questions i have a lot of questions some of the some of the the developments that we later learned and i really am i was really kind of shocked at this so kane is is from illinois and kane also knows that if you're going to purchase a firearm in illinois you have to get your firearm owner's identification card aka a foid card you have to get your foid card and then you can't even go you can't even go to a gun range in Illinois unless you have your Foyd card. Now, why do I bring all of this up? Because this is, of course, the very first thing before we even knew all of the details, as we usually see. This was the very first thing that a lot of politicians pivoted to and began hitting relentlessly before, again, we even knew all the details or even how the killer obtained his firearms, because he apparently, from everything that we know, obtained them legally. And what came out also within the last 14 hours is that, well, in the last 24 hours, we knew that this individual was known, again, to law enforcement. Cops had visited his home prior, twice, the first time for a suicide attempt. And the second time, they went and, and uh, took, his, took away his knives. He had like 16 blades, I believe, knives and sabers, etc., took those away now it's not hasn't been in fact and they were asked about this that was the first question i was watching the press conference earlier that was the first question right out of the gate was okay well was this a red flag being served etc that so far there hasn't been a lot of information and still wasn't today at the press conference given about that because that's one of the questions i also have and it and it goes back to he was able to get a foid card he was able to get a foid card for a particular reason because apparently, even after, and I made mention of this on social media, even after police visited him twice, previously over a suicide attempt and to take away his knives, his dad, who apparently I was told ran on a gun control platform, he was supposedly a Republican, ran on a gun control platform, his dad signed off on his killer son's Foyd card. So Foyd, in, with, with Illinois, you can have a co-signer for your Foyd card, your firearm owner owner's identification card. Now, what's interesting is on the application, when you co-sign subsection two, it says, quote, I hereby give my consent for this minor applicant to possess and acquire firearms and firearm ammunition and understand I shall be liable for any damages resulting from the minor applicant's use of firearms or firearm ammunition. That's on the application to co-sign a FOID card. Now, one of the questions that I have is that he was he co-signed the FOID card after this was before this individual had turned 21. Now who he's he's 21 now. I think one of the things that has to be determined is what his liability or if he does have any liability. Did the when he turned 21, did he have to reapply? That's a question. And what would what would his, if the, the father may not have any liability past the age of 21 is what I'm saying.
But what gets me is that you would do that even after the police visited for a suicide attempt and separately a second visit to take away your knives. Why would you do this? What parent would do this? Would allow that? So that's why I I don't know if the cosigner would even be held liable in that. I'm not, I'm not, I just, I, to me though, and if you want my very forthright opinion on it, I think that this is some screwed up parenting. I think that this, this 21 year old has long had problems clearly because the first police visit started in 2019. Clearly has problems, clearly apparently didn't get help for it. Now, I, I point out the Foyd card, not because I'm in support of it. I clearly, obviously, we shouldn't have to litigate this. I think it's an infringement. But my point is that you had the state that approved both the application and the purchase, even after two police visits. And instead of asking why this is, because clearly this individual was disturbed or evil or something was going wrong, or maybe disturbed and evil, or just disturbed or just evil. We don't know. They're all separate or not. But the state, you had the parent that co-signed it, and then the state allowed for it to happen. They approved both the application, and then they also approved the purchase. And instead of asking why, politicians just skirt the issue, and they blame all gun ownership. Someone asked me this today. They, they, they're like, why didn't you say possessor? Well, because uh, clearly, hi, you just learned some legal terms. The reason I didn't say possessor is because not all possessors are legal. I choose my words carefully. Join me. So how, I, like I said, void is an infringement, but how does the state allow for this to happen? Remember, all of these politicians that skirt the issue and blame gun ownership, they say, oh, well, no, no, these things are required to save lives. That's what they told us about void cards. That's what they told us about waiting periods. That's what they told us about universal background checks, which Illinois has. That's what they told us about red flag laws, which Illinois has. That's what they told us about the assault weapons ban banning modern sporting rifles that have three or more cosmetic features that do nothing to increase rate of fire, Highland Park actually has those banned, and they have for a decade. Hmm. So I'm, I have a lot of questions. My other question is relating to this case. Why is it, so if this individual had their knives taken away and they had been reported for a suicide attempt, so my question is, was this, I mean, did someone, was it, were they serving a red flag order? If so, was this individual adjudicated to be, I mean, clearly, I, I don't, I mean, I, I asked this kind of, kind of rhetorically because I, I feel like reporters would have found some sort of record. Somebody would have, would have, I mean, it would have come out if he had been adjudicated. Uh, the legal term is mentally defective. That's the legal phrasing. If he was adjudicated as such, that would show up in one of the three databases that is checked when you go and purchase a firearm. So apparently he wasn't. See, this is one of my whole criticisms, well, other than the fact that red flag is an infringement of red flag law, because you just go and you take the weapon, but you don't do anything about the dangerous person. The danger isn't in the variable inanimate object that is used. The danger is the person who is motivated to commit great harm. A lot of questions about this. And I know we're still getting, I know we're still receiving some, you know, getting information. 
But at the same time, I'm just that I have questions and we need to have these answers sooner rather rather than later. We're going to get more. I'm going to share more details with you on this. I'm going to set you up with some of the other things that we're going to be talking about today as well. So as you know, we everyone was celebrating Independence Day and two things. I just noticed that there was a collection of celebrities that were trying to argue somehow that uh, this was less of an Independence Day because they couldn't use abortion as birth control, which I think is incredibly stupid. And it was and some of the, 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 the female celebrities that were, were recording themselves in this vanity exercise talking about something that, you know, apparently they didn't understand on which the law was based, whatever the law was predicated upon, and how it actually wasn't an issue of privacy. But they were all these people that were talking into the camera. A lot of the women didn't have anything to worry about. So I don't know what they were. They were freaking out about. But Michael Moore said that, uh, and I thought this was interesting. I normally don't really care what Michael Moore says, but this is really stupid, so I thought it was funny. He said that he vows to give up some of his privileges of U.S. citizenship. He went on this rant on Independence Day saying, railing against Republicans, blah, 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 and he's going to give up the privileges of his citizenship, but he didn't actually get into the details of what he was going to give up. I'm assuming free speech isn't one of them, correct? Hmm. And then also... Over the weekend, while everyone else was celebrating Independence Day, Biden allowed five million barrels of oil from the U.S. national supply to be shipped abroad after claiming that he was going to release them from our strategic petroleum reserves to help our own gas prices here. Well, look, it didn't happen. We're going to give you more details about that as well. We got a lot to get into today. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188. Or text DANA to 998899. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text DANA to 998899. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So, this... So, this coming from Maryland. So, after New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin, now Maryland is is suspending the good and substantial reason for, quote, wear and carry gun permits following the Supreme Court ruling. Governor Larry Hogan had tweeted out, I retweeted it over the weekend, that Maryland's standard must go after the, it says near identical, and it pretty much is identical, New York provision was struck down in that historic Supreme Court ruling a couple of weeks ago. So Marylanders that are interested in carrying a gun outside their home, they no longer have to convince law enforcement, oh, please let us exercise our right. Here's our good reason to do so. So instead of, it's not going to be, they don't have to do the good and substantial reason anymore. It's chipping away at the May and going back to the shell issue standard. So these are all really good things. It's very good news. 
Now, as it relates to Denmark, because you so often hear, which is actually inaccurate, and also if you look at the violent, it, it, there's a lot of things I could get, get to here, but it's headlines. Three people were shot and killed as a man with a rifle opened fire at a Danish shopping mall. People fled for their lives as drama unfolded 500 yards from Harry Styles' Copenhagen concert venue. Police saying that they cannot rule out a terror motive, but they're still investigating. That was ta- that was all taking place as what well. you think, but we're always told that that never happens in Europe, except it does. It does. Now, a good guy with a gun stopped a bad guy pointing a gun. This was in New York City, Fox 5 New York. Off-duty New York City corrections officer hailed as a hero. A guy who pointed his gun at a crowd. This guy intervened. It was in Queens. Correction officer David Donegan was off-duty at the time. He he was, he. I mean, good guy with a gun. He acted. 23-year-old man decided to FAFO uh, in a crowd around 8 p.m., and that's when uh, he was shot by the good guy with a gun. The correction officer's benevolent association said a second man also took out a firearm and pointed it at the crowd. But this guy, he also received a shot. He's recovering from his injuries. Uh, but this guy, he's good guy with a gun, saves saves the day. That's what it. That's what it takes. More than four in ten Americans are struggling with inflation. New York Post said that this study, forty-two percent Monmouth University Polling Institute, are struggling financially. It is an eighteen percentage point increase in just one year, and they said it's the first time in five years since Monmouth began asking about participants' quote unquote current financial situation that more than three in ten people said they were struggling just simply to remain where they are just to kind of tread water, so to speak. And a new report out, this is something that the president himself even remarked on, a shocking number of 10-year-olds are unable to read. 70% of 10-year-olds in low- and middle-income countries cannot read following school lockdowns. The World Bank released this report. It was an international financial institution and other entities. They found that most 10-year-olds in nations are unable to understand simple written text. This kind of dovetails with studies released here in the U.S. talking about how students here are struggling with reading and arithmetic, like basic stuff that we shouldn't have to in 2022 in the United States. Stick with us. we got a lot more in store back after this. It's getting hot outside, mostly from all the grills firing up. Summer grilling is upon us, and if you're looking for the perfect cuts to put on your grill this year, look no further than Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers is the place to get 100% American meat this summer. I love how easy it is to get all my favorite cuts of beef, chicken, and even seafood shipped right to my door. With meat prices higher than ever, Good Ranchers is giving you free steaks. That's right, free steaks. So right now, get two free 18-ounce prime center cut ribeyes with my code Dana. That's a $100 offer free to you. Visit GoodRanchers.com slash Dana for over two pounds of free ribeye steaks added to your order at no cost to you. This is a limited time deal, so don't miss out on your free 18 ounce prime center cut ribeyes because I promise you they're not going to be around for long. Visit GoodRanchers.com slash Dana and use code Dana. That's GoodRanchers.com slash Dana, code Dana. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. The evidence is clear. More guns, less crime. So why is there a relentless push for more gun control? On the latest edition of The Bill Walton Show, I talk with Dr. John Lott of the Crime Prevention Research Center about why mass shootings occur and how telling the truth about guns got him fired and how the media are only interested in one side of this debate. Join us. Follow The Bill Walton Show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Well, yeah, the, the, the gap in the state's gun laws would be that we don't ban assault weapons. So, yes. Um, with respect to the red flag laws, you have to look at the individual. You have to look at it on a case-by-case basis. When the information is inputted to, to people who are working on all types of public safety issues and, and how that information is stored, how that information is flagged later. Uh, but with respect to but with respect to holes in gun laws, we need an assault weapon ban, and we need to make sure that uh, the community. We need to make sure that uh, law enforcement is I, using I, the. Red I can't flag hear anymore. I can't hear anymore. So welcome back to the program, Dana Lash here. So this guy, this is the. Uh, there's the Lake County State Attorney. He was asked, well, whether or not. He thinks that there was some kind of that that this tragedy exposed some kind of gap in Illinois laws. So you this was the state attorney was asked this and this was the that was the answer that he gave in the press conference. He was saying that, well, you know, yes, I mean, it's uh, I mean, it's just there you go. I mean, clearly uh, we don't have an assault weapons ban. I just and I'm focusing on this right now just because it's one of the top news stories. I have obviously we have a ton of other stuff to get into. But however, this as I and I made this point online, the issue isn't banning commonly owned sporting rifles, which are used in the fewest crimes, you know, across the nation annually. Ten years ago, Highland Park had already banned commonly owned sporting rifles, a.k.a. assault weapons. They already banned them. The issue isn't that. The issue is that the state of Illinois, remember, state of Illinois has all of these gun control laws, the universal background checks, the red flag, all that. They have, you know, all of these bills in place. All of these all of these laws in place and it didn't it didn't it didn't work. I mean, this isn't the first time, sadly, I was thinking about this. I mean, they've had uh, other instances, sadly, in Illinois previously. But and they've had they have shootings every they have shootings every weekend. But it's gang violence, so I guess that that's not considered, and I made this point earlier, a couple of years ago, and the media was angry at me, but then they started realizing, oh, there may be something to this. I don't know why media does not consider those lives, because there are a lot of innocent people that are caught in the crossfire. They don't consider that to be as important. But everything that this Lake County State Attorney is saying, they already have in Illinois. Highland Park a decade ago had already banned quote unquote assault weapons. They have the universal background checks. They have the uh, you know uh, the red flag laws. They have all of these things. You have to purchase in Illinois. You have to per- you have to you have to go and you have to pay a fee to get a firearm owner's identification card. Kane lived there in Illinois before he moved to Texas. He knows, and that's you have to have that even just to go to the range and practice. You can't even go to the range and rent a handgun. And a lane and practice without a FOID card. You can't learn how to do things that you want to. You can't. Le- I mean, they make it impossible. It's like the dumbest thing. It's an infringement. It's an infringement that the state of Illinois said was absolutely needed in order to stop things like what just happened because the state of Illinois didn't stop it with their gun control laws. They allowed the FOID application not only to go through when the applicant was was uh, under 21 because his father, tw- after two visits by police for a suicide attempt and to take his knives se- separately, goes ahead and decides to co-sponsor this. After he turns 21, 
there's apparently no review of the of the uh, FOID application or card. Apparently, there's there's you know none of that, and so and then they allowed the purchase to go through. The issue is that the state approved both the FOID application and the later purchase after the killer turned 21. Illinois' laws failed. Lake County State Attorney, your state's laws failed, dude. They failed. So, it is just wild. It's wild. No one ever wants to talk about this common denominator. I made mention of this on Jesse Waters' program last night. Look at all these look at all these these suspects in these cases. I think now what I mean really lately they've been younger. The average age is still 33 because they're not all young. But they are all kind of isolated dudes. Except for with the exception of the Las Vegas murderer which we just stopped finding now. There's nothing else to find out. No one shared anything else. It was very weird how that all happened, right? No, nobody's asking any more questions about that. This, they're all isolated. They all have issues. They all have a violent, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But we're, we, no one wants to ask a question about this. No one, no one wants to talk about this. They just want to go and ban everybody, ban, ban all ownership. We clearly have a problem, right? I mean, don't you think that's evident enough? We clearly have a problem with, with this, I don't want to say stereotype, but when you profile these, these murderers, there's some commonalities. I just can't, the people who don't want to talk about it aren't serious about saving lives. I don't think they are. Some of the other things that we're watching as well, this post-independence day, week as we get started did you guys see i gotta well i gotta go back to what happened on july 4th i could not believe it i actually went to check and make sure that this wasn't from an inauguration thing and it wasn't it was from uh, july 4th so joe biden walks out on the the balcony of the white house like they're treating it like the damn buckingham palace balcony did you see this you know how you would have the queen go out and all the other whatever members of her royal family. They go out in the balcony and they wave at the peasants. You have Joe Biden walked out on his balcony and brought Hunter Biden with him. Did you guys see this? They were on his 52 year old baby, Hunter Biden, brought him out on the balcony with his son, his toddler. And one of the headlines said, three generations of Bidens watched the fireworks from the, looked out towards the Washington Monument on the National Mall. And so he walks out on the balcony with his dad and they stand there and they watch the fireworks like they're the damn royal family in Britain. Is this not something else? Now, this, ca- this comes after it was revealed that not only did Joe Biden know a contradiction of what he told the press, not only did he know about Hunter's business dealings, but he also was, he had voicemails. He was asking him about this stuff. So he knew about all of this. He knew about all of it. 
and they all walk out there. Could you, I'm just like, there's no self-awareness. There is no shame. That just shows you they think they're untouchable and they don't care. He brought them out there and then the rest of the family kind of walked out and then Biden stands there and waves and all this stuff like he's the Queen of England. It's just bizarre. The guy who is, I would be too embarrassed if I were Hunter Biden because of all the videos that show him totally buck naked, snorting coke with hookers in various hotel rooms. Apparently there are more videos than, that, than can be counted. And then he actually, remember when they got, people got so upset about Melania Trump's, like 30 years ago she posed topless and everybody got all mad and upset about that. This was like three years ago. Or two years ago, really, like literally as his dad was campaigning for president, Hunter Biden, you know, flabby Hunter Biden is out there cavorting with hookers on video snorting coke. And for all the all the Democrats that were worried about Melania Trump. Jeez. And they all walk out there. No, no shame at all. That because they think they're untouchable, they think that they're a dynasty. They think they're the Kennedys. There is this obsession that Democrats have with this hereditary stuff. Do you know? I mean, that's why they all look at their seats. You know, you'll have like the same family trying to run and get the same seats over and over again. It's weird. It is so anti-American. I just thought it was an incredibly ironic statement, given that, you know, we are celebrating independence from the crown. And here you have these people who believe themselves to be the most like it in the country. I've never, I've never seen anybody walk out there like that for the fourth. I could be mistaken, or maybe I wasn't born yet. Uh, do you, Kane? I don't. Honestly. I don't remember anybody doing this. And then he brings out his coke snorting, you know, guy who was doing business with communist China and was 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 selling out the vice presidential office, and that's the big guy getting his ten percent. It's just weird. That whole family is weird. They're a weird family. How do you got two kids that are that messed up? I, gotta, I mean, got to ask, how do you what's going on with that family? It seems like he was very he had his eye on the prize, which was running for elected office when the real prize was his kids at home. Jeez. I mean, it's just it's just I don't know. It's just bizarre. So that's what on the 4th of July walking out there. I just saw that. And I could not believe it. I actually had to go and double check. I couldn't believe it was actually from this 4th of July. And it was just like right now it was current just wild absolutely wild now all of the flight cancellations over independence day weekend guess who was amongst them oh the travel secretary secretary mayor uh new mom uh, buddha judge his flight was among hundreds canceled on july 4th Jeez, he uh was one of them he had uh, uh he was tweeting about, this is like the stuff that he tweets. He was trying to tweet advice about getting refunds for canceled flights. He said, quote, sometimes an airline will offer your points or miles as compensation, but you are entitled to a cash refund when your flight is canceled. When deciding whether to accept miles, it's helpful to know their value, which varies, but is often estimated at 1 to 1.5 cents per mile. Yeah, people were telling him, if you were doing your job, maybe it wouldn't be this bad. I don't ever remember it being this bad. Ever with with flights. So he was in Birmingham, Alabama. He had to fly all the way down there to announce construction of a new bus line because, you know, he's an expert cane on buses. Having had what was it? Forty nine of them in South Bend. Mm -hmm. So he flew down there and he was like, yes, guys, we got buses. And then he couldn't get back home, apparently. 
sure that saved that. I mean, I'm just wondering the the impact on the economy, him having to fly down to why Alabama. Wouldn't he, why wouldn't he just bus home? No joke, right? That'd I mean, you answer. went there to talk about buses. Why wouldn't you get a bus ticket home? Because he's fancy. That's why, guys. He's fancy. Now, this story actually really made me mad with the airline stuff. I When we flew for vacation, I didn't have any problems. And I know a lot of, and I'm not saying this, they don't advertise with me. I've been mad at American Airlines before, but I that's who you, typically who I fly with because um, I just like them better. So this this made me so sad. This lady, she goes on vacation in Dominican Republic. I hope she like helps out dogs in, <clears throat> excuse me, in Toronto. She goes on vacation in Dominican Republic and she was for three months uh, in, in DR where she found a stray dog, fell in love with the dog, wanted to bring the dog back to Canada with her. She named her rescue Winston. Or no, she, she along, with a, along with the rescue named Winston and her own dog. Uh, so they arrived in Toronto at 1.30 a.m. on a Saturday. At 2 a.m., her dog came out, but the other dog, the rescue Winston, didn't. And they, they, she waited there till like 3 or 4 in the morning, and they were still looking. When she came back uh, l- that morning, later that morning, she spotted the crate. He was just in a corner with lost bags. That's just so unbelievably, ridiculously sad. I actually don't have a problem with dogs if they're not huge and if they're well-behaved, flying. But that's me. I know not everybody's like that, right? I'm not going to sit here and do and do that to you. Just like I'm not going to, you know, I think that the same, it's like similar if you can't eat peanuts and you don't want anyone to eat peanuts. I'm not going to do that to you. But at the same time, mm, it does make me sad. I couldn't, I could not, I could not put my dog in cargo. There's no way. I'd have to go in there with him. I could not put my dog in cargo. There's no way. But the fact that they left this this dog in a corner <clears throat> by the luggage, they said a customs agent broke had gotten Winston out of his crate to get him water. But he was he, she was like he was traumatized. He was still covered in urine. He looks very sweet. Oh my goodness, it's awful. She was trying to get him to something better, and he goes out of the frying pan into the fire. Good heavens! Free speech, religious liberty, the Second Amendment across the country. Your constitutional rights are under constant attack, and it's only getting worse by the day. Which is why I'm proud to support Patriot Mobile. They're not just America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider; they're one of the few companies fighting back. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers, so you get the same great service plus the peace of mind that your money is combating the left's attempt to silence you. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer service. Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, our veteran and first responder heroes. Visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT and get free activation with offer code Dana. Veterans and first responders save even more, so switch today. Between the left, the media, and rhinos, we need to stick together. PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. You know, when you think about all the bad stuff that's happened in the U.S., I really think that not all hope is lost. Especially when you read about what happened in Minden, Missouri. When you had the train, the Amtrak train derailment and the crash. And when this took place, the very best of America was once again seen. I was reading this piece from Sean Dietrich 
in addition to the uh, KSHB Kansas City piece. 171 people in this town, not unlike the town that my family's from in, uh, Iron, in Iron County, Missouri. And it's off of Route 11. There's no major landmarks, nobody, you know. There, it's, a, it's a great little tiny country railroad town. And when that train derailed, the most amazing thing happened after. You had Boy Scout troops helping injured victims climb out of the wreckage, local high schoolers making bandages out of bandanas, old women praying over people who were covered in bloodstained clothes. They took victims in their own homes. They fed them and they served them. And they said that Minden didn't feel like a 171-person town anymore when that train derailed. It was like 671 people came together. And see, none of this is not, as Sean had noted, this is not an unusual thing. We have so many stories in the United States, not just this year alone, but throughout our American history, that don't receive the attention that they should, where ordinary people find themselves in an extraordinary moment, and they really rise to the occasion, and they serve. And that, ladies and gentlemen, that's the story of America. Stick with us. We have another hour on the way. Back. Because, you know, you have to take it seriously and all that. That was the <sighs> vice president of the United States speaking on the Highland Park tragedy. You have to take it seriously to take it seriously. Yeah. What is, does she even try when she goes out? I mean, you need to have like fresh remarks. You know what I mean? Her staff is either out to sabotage her or they are just genuinely that stupid. We can't just, we can't figure it out. Welcome to the second hour of the program. Dana Lash here with you. Now, the um, vice president had been, she visited Island Park. The president had a statement. You had everybody for, oh, you had, uh, what's his face, uh, Pritzker? The morbidly obese far left gun control governor who also spoke out on this. Uh, audio soundbite three, listen. It's the 4th of July. A day for reflection on our freedoms. Our founders carried muskets, not assault weapons. And I don't think a single one of them would have said that you have a constitutional right to an assault weapon with a high-capacity magazine. Or that that is more important than the right of the people who attended this parade today to live. Because, oh boy. So first... The founders wouldn't have used those terms because they're terms that don't actually have any legal bearing. They're made up terms used by people who don't know their butt from a hole in the ground when it comes to any kind of firearms. And words are important because the terminology itself invokes different aspects of law and penalty. So that's why it's very important to make sure that language is correct. And yes, they actually did know, uh, well, Assault, assault rifles, the made-up term that they use is what they call modern sporting rifles. They actually did know about full auto. 
I've written two books about it. You guys don't know it. Whether it's John Belton's gun, the Puckle gun, I could go on and on. Um, they did know that, that that technology existed. In fact, there was a determination from Congress to buy the Belton gun, and the only reason that they didn't do so is because it was cost prohibitive. Now, that being said, realize that, the ind- that Independence Day, everyone was acknowledging a day that was that exists to celebrate our freedoms, our very hard-won freedoms, secured for us by colonists who used weapons of war. They had weapons of war. That's why they were able to beat the British. Not only did they have weapons of war, but they went one further, and they developed rifling, as i.e. the Kentucky gun, etc., which helped improve accuracy greatly. Now, J.B. Pritzker... Again, the morbidly obese DC Comics vaudeville villain of the Democrat Party who is entertaining ideas of potentially running in 2024. And sidebar, I would really love to see that slap fight between him and Gavin Newsom. This is a guy who presides over a state that has every gun control law on the books. This is a guy whose state includes Highland Park, which 10 years ago already banned quote-unquote assault weapons. This is a state that has universal background checks. It's a state that has red flag law. It's a state that has, again, everything that you could want that we were all told would work to prevent this sort of tragedy from occurring, but yet it doesn't. J.B. Pritzker is the governor of a state that sees this sort of tragedy take place in chicago city streets every weekend but see you're not allowed to mention that because it points to something uh, sinister within the democrat party they don't remark on those lives because they've grown accustomed to gang violence they've grown accustomed to drug deals gone sideways they don't live in the chicago streets they don't understand the the fight that people like otis mcdonald had to go through otis mcdonald who is a natural rights hero and should have a statue, a, a, a statue in his neighborhood. This is a guy who took on the state of Illinois and won when they were telling him he couldn't take, he couldn't have a handgun in his Chicago home for protection after so many people were getting assaulted and robbed and he was tired of watching it happen in his community. And so he took on Lisa Madigan, took on the state of Illinois and won. Now, people like Pritzker, they don't have to live in those streets. You remember what happened during lockdown, right? Pritzker uh, and his family, they went to Florida. They went to a state with a better governor. Pritzker didn't want to live under the own rules, that he, his own law and rule that he established in his state of Illinois. So his family went to Florida during lockdown on a private jet. Remember this? <laughs> he is like a DC character. But he never issues a statement on any of the lives lost in Chicago streets every weekend. What was it, last year he had 200 some odd? Something like that? Lives? Now he never says anything about that. He never talks about the biggest factors that drive crime in the most populous city in his state. The restorative justice that he supports That enables the same, according to Chicago police, the same 1,400 repeat offenders that are caught and recaught and recaught again and again by police. They go to jail, they get a wrist slap, they come out, they reoffend. 
Sometimes they go to jail, sometimes they don't. A lot of times the weapons charges are dropped entirely. It's interesting that Illinois is on the bottom, one of these states on the bottom of the ladder when it comes to prosecuting straw purchases and other falsities related to 4473 applications. But no, J.B. Pritzker, he realizes what motivates people. He realizes he can fearmonger you if white suburban areas are shot up because he, being a white Democrat, does not care about urban Chicago areas. No, I can say that and people can get mad about it. I've said it before. I walked on stage at CPAC and I looked right at the press and I said, you don't care about grieving black mothers in Chicago. And you know what? They still don't. And my point still stands. Because if it was about saving lives, they would have cameras there every weekend and they would be they would be begging Pritzker and the Illinois state legislature to do something. But see, they don't they don't do anything because I'm only left to assume that they don't care. And it's interesting, not only do they not want to do anything, but they fight people like my friend Rhonda Izell, Black Guns Matter in Chicago, and try to prevent other innocent people in the steps of Otis McDonald from being able to carry and defend themselves also. Fascinating, really. But he has the audacity to come out, oh, oh, here's something I can go out and make a statement on. You know all those laws that we have? Well, we need them. You see how ridiculous it is? Maybe he spent too much time in Florida to realize what's happening in his own state of Illinois. Mm-mm-mm. Now, with a uh, few other things, because we're still following this and there's still, apparently there's going to be more information coming out and we'll report it as we get it. I wanted to play audio soundbite. Where is this? This is uh, when you had, so you had the voicemail. Remember the voicemail that we had? I want to play the voicemail first. Audio soundbite eight. We talked about this last week, but now the White House is being asked questions about it, and they're, they're not handling the questions very well. So here is the original, here's the voicemail, where Joe Biden, after he brought Hunter Biden on the balcony for July 4th, like they're the royal family, he had left this voicemail with him previously, telling him he's in the clear about involvement with his business. Listen. Hey, pal, it's Dad. It's 8.15. Um on uh, Wednesday night, if you get a chance, give me a call. Nothing urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article, at least the thing on online, that's going to be printed tomorrow in the Times, was good. I think it's clear. And uh, anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. Hmm. Well, remember, though, he's in the clear. The big guy says he's in the clear. So now they are being asked questions you had, let's start with Peter Ducey, audio soundbite six. He's asking Corrine Jean-Pierre, the White House spokesperson, okay, wait a minute, why is there a voicemail of the president asking about this? You guys said he didn't know. Listen. Why is there a voicemail of the president talking to his son about his overseas business dealings if the president has said he's never spoken to his son about his overseas business dealings? Well, first I'll say that uh, what the president said stands, so... If he, if that's what the president said, that he, that is what stands. And you second, secondly, well, uh, New York Times article secondly, concerning secondly, business dealings, and Peter, he says, "I think you're clear." How is that not him talking to his son about his overseas business dealings? We're not from this podium. I am not going to talk about alleged materials from the laptop. So I are will. You disputing this I'm not. Voice on the voice I am not going to talk about alleged materials on the laptop. Are it's you not disputing happening. then that it is not? Peter, I refer you 
to uh, to his son's representative. Hmm. Well, um, that she's bad at this. Either she's not being prepared properly, or I mean, they're just they're letting her go out there and take it all. Now, listen to this. This is Phil Wegman, who's like, well, wait a minute. Now, he this is a follow up to Ducey time. Listen, a follow up. We have all heard it. The president likes to say, uh, I will always level with you. He says it again and again. Um, Moments ago, though, you seemed to dismiss Peter's question about his conversation with his son, Hunter Biden, uh, with regards to his business dealings. And I'm wondering, how is that silence consistent with the president's promise to always level with the American public? Because, you know, in in public, he says he he hasn't discussed these business dealings. And then at least according to the, the voicemail that's been obtained by the Daily Mail and the Washington Examiner, it certainly seems like he was seeking to do exactly that have a conversation about these business dealings is he leveling with the the american public on this phil i hear your question but what i can tell you from here standing at this podium is that i cannot comment on any materials from the laptop and i would refer you to the representatives of uh of hunter biden that's what i can share with you at this podium hmm yeah but she did she still she still didn't answer it that's very it just makes it it just looks bad that just looks so bad he knew of course he knew i hope they continue to ask her this every single time because they're you can't just you know just i don't know well it stands what stands his lie that he had no idea what about the voicemail though did they did they give you an answer to share with the press about that see lots of questions lots of questions about this All right, folks, we have more in store. Uh, We got headlines on the way. We have Florida Man later this hour, and we're scheduled to speak with Gina Carano coming up in our third hour. This week on the Federalist Radio Hour. I think that we're coming up on the year anniversary of our retreat from Afghanistan and the end of that war, and that sort of seared into a lot of people's minds. I imagine some disturbing scenes, some disturbing footage from media, and in a way that might have made people doubt the preparation of the military or the, the high standards that our military should have. I'm Emily Jashinsky of The Federalist. Subscribe to The Federalist on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So Disney could lose the exclusive rights to Mickey Mouse <laughs> within two years. The 95-year copyright expires in 2024, and it's up for public domain. That's how U.S. copyright laws and, and IP work on artistic, uh, artistic, artistic works. So it expires at the 95-year mark. Now, when they, Mickey Mouse first appeared, it was protected for 56 years. Then they extended protections, and the company supported it for 75 years. They lobbied for a further extension in 98 don't know if they're going to do that before it expires because isn't their whole everything built on that? And considering everything that Disney's been up to lately, wouldn't it be hysterical to just totally, oh my gosh, that'd be so funny. Because like Winnie the Pooh is now, but you can't put the little red shirt on him. He's got to be like naked or in a different outfit. That's, I don't know. This is the way the law is. I This is weird. So there was this new trend online where U.S. medics were posting videos showing their own devastated reactions. They were recording themselves, showing themselves getting upset to losing patients. And they were being blasted, which I think is rightfully so, by critics for thinking that their life is a movie. It was this TikTok trend. Everything crap happens on TikTok. And they said that these healthcare professionals, they were crying into the video and acting like, you know, they were having other people record them being very upset. And 
people were saying that it was horrible and a weird flex and stop thinking that your life is a movie. I do agree with that. That's what social media does, especially things like TikTok. It makes everyone think that they're in a movie and they have to react just stupidly and just, you know, share it with everybody and you don't. Tom Hanks questioned, according to Hollywood Reporter, why Tim Allen wasn't included in Lightyear. His absence in that. He spoke out. Did he speak out about it, though, before when the casting was happening? That's when it would count. I'm just asking. But it features Chris Evans, who I'm, I can't say what I think of him because I don't know if this word. Kane, is the is the word... Is that word acceptable to say on air? <laughs> let's just not. Let's move on. Oh, I'm just that's what I think of Chris Evans. Anyway, so Chris Evans was in Lightyear and not Tim Allen, who literally made Buzz. And I get it; it was about the actor, but whatever, who played Buzz in the cart in the cartoon, whatever. But Tom Hanks was like, I right, I don't understand why he's not in it. Uh, he's like, you know, I just really don't understand it. So again, where was that beforehand? And. Atom Smashers found three new, never-before-seen exotic particles. I'm telling you, is it mm, very interesting stuff? Stick with us. More to come. Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana Show. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. And I say happy because joy, too, can be an act of resistance. Um, I want to talk about personal acts of reclamation because sometimes people will say there's nothing I can do, I can't do, I feel so powerless. And there is no act too small um, that you can engage in. And even today, I have a personal errand. Um, I need to redo my nails. And I've decided that I'm going to use my new manicure as almost like a personal act of reclamation for me and my story. Oh my gosh. This Hold up. Let's rejoin. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Just dealing with this bit of audio here. Kane is just dying. That's yes, yes. You you're correct if you guessed that. It is AOC who is saying that she's getting her nails done as an act of resistance post Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization, a.k.a. the undoing of federally Roe v. Wade. She's, I mean, I guess you could justify anything as a little act of self-reclamation, right? Getting my nails done is an act of self-reclamation. I'm enjoying a just a really great Wagyu steak tonight, medium rare. It's just my self-reclamation. Spaying myself a new expensive EV, act of self-reclamation. I mean, you could really make anything be an act of self-reclamation. She's going to go and have other people work on her nails as her. That's the, just the most, that's the dumbest thing and. It's so cringe entitly, entitlement, I just can't. Um, what does that have to do with abortions? <laughs> I think she just wanted to go get a manicure and do a video because she likes recording herself. She records herself constantly. She loves looking at herself in the camera like babies do, you know, when they see themselves in a camera. And it's a wonderment. She's the same way, easily entertained. Just gonna go get my nails done. That's my act of resistance. Post 
I mean, what I I want to I want to go and I'm gonna have, I want to have red meat tonight. That's my yep. act of resistance, right? My self reclamation. That's just silly. That's silly. There's no way that anyone looks at that and thinks, oh, yes, that's great. You go, you know, that's really, what does that do for your cause? Nothing. It doesn't do anything. Oh, hey, did you hear about Ali Velshi? He's, what network is he on? I think it's CNN. Is it CNN? I don't know. He believes that North Korea has better abortion laws than in the U.S. Go ahead and play this. Take a look at this map. These are countries where a person can get an abortion, quote, on request. Now, there are varying limits on how far along the pregnancy is. But for the most part, if you want an abortion in any of these places in green, you can get it. Canada, Greenland, France, Spain, Italy, uh, the majority of Europe, for that matter, Australia and New Zealand, all countries that you'd expect to see on the map. And then there are countries you might be more surprised to find in this group, including Cuba, Argentina, Turkey, Russia, China. And I hope you're sitting down for this one. North Korea. Oh, wow. Look at that. North Korea. Ali Velshi is really fascinated with and loves their uh, abortion laws, apparently. Hmm. You know, where they beat you and they force abortions in North Korea. What in the world? This is, I mean, when you need to dunk on law with which you disagree and you bring up North Korea. Well, they have a great abortion. Do they really, though? Because I was reading the testimony of a woman named Youngju, and she was imprisoned in North Korea. She was not allowed to move for up to 12 hours a day. Lee Youngju, she was ordered to sit cross-legged with her hands on her knees. She had limited access to water. She had some ground corn husks. Only a few a day to eat. She was previously tried to escape North Korea in 2007 and was caught in China and sent back. She spent three months at the Ansong Detention Center in North Korea near the Chinese border waiting to be sentenced. She dared, did not dare to move because any, anything, any noise by her or any other prisoner resulted in brutal, brutal punishment. She said you could hear others getting beaten through the cells that share the, cor- that share the corridor. She goes, I could hear beatings from cell 10. Now, she finally was able to get out, and she was one of more than 200 people who contributed to a detailed investigation by Korea Future into violations of international law. Now, North Korea always denies it. She also talked about how she saw one woman and there have been other prisoners that have attested to this after she gave birth a newborn was drowned immediately in a basin of water she said that detainees were forced to have abortions eight months pregnant this this is these are the laws that Ali Velshi is celebrating do these people before they try to do a weird awkward dunk for politics do they stop at any point and try to at any point Maybe learn a little bit about the law that they're celebrating before they cite it as something better than what they are currently living under. I mean, in the United States, they're not banned. They're determined by the states, which is all it ever should be. If it's not an Article 1, Section 8, it's not something that the federal government has oversight on. 
I mean, you would think that this would be obvious to people who like to masquerade as some sort of experts on constitution and natural law or natural rights and, and, and constitutional law. But if it's not an Article One, Section 8, it is something that reverts back to the states. If you want to have a discussion about it in keeping with the Constitution, that's exactly what this was. And, and don't make the mistake, this whole thing was predicated upon bad law anyway. Ruth Bader Ginsburg even said it was just a, I mean, I'm abridging her words, but it was a bastardization of privacy clause in 14th Amendment to argue that this was somehow a right to privacy. And one listener made the point, are we going to just completely overlook that this case began with a woman claiming that she was falsely claiming, I know everyone was just talking about Emmett Till, falsely claiming that she was raped by a group of black men, and that's what got this going. Do you not remember that, Jane Roe, Norma McCorvey? She made that allegation at the, she said that her friends encouraged her to because Texas at the time had exceptions for rape, or I mean, that was hotly contested, but still, that was the belief. And she had made the assertion that she had been uh, raped by a group of black men. I mean, it was false. She lied, and she later recanted it, but it wasn't until like, what, 87, 89, that, it, that she finally said it never happened? That's how this whole thing got started. Are Democrats just going to, you know, walk past that and not pause for a moment? No, they're too busy, like, singing the praises of North Korea's forced abortions, drowning babies in buckets of water. Jeez, these people are ridiculous. That's how they were, that's how they were spending their Independence Day weekend, apparently. <sighs> now, this, uh, I have a few other things. We've been talking about the bad headlines with the economy. There's some good things that have happened, but the bad headlines with the economy aren't getting any better. I saw this one. I was I shared the story with you earlier. Joe Biden, all of the a bunch of reserves, uh, the oil from the U.S. reserve, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, sent to sent overseas. Not not exactly how that was supposed to go. What did they send? They were releasing a million barrels per day from SPR all the way through October. It's draining our reserves. And they fell, by the way, last month, they fell to the lowest level since 86. And instead of, you know, trying to replenish that or instead of just drilling more locally and also making sure we should have. And I know part of this, too, is refinement is the refineries. We should not have. And this was, again, I go back to one party that was mainly blocking the investment or creation of any new refineries, which are currently at their max capacity. I mean, we we kneecapped ourselves. So we sent them overseas, including apparently to China. Lovely. But I wanted to play this for you because Neil Cavuto, who I don't agree with on a lot of stuff, but he had asked, he was asking uh, Secretary Mayor, I have to think, Secretary Mayor Newman, Pete Buttigieg, he was asking him about the gas prices increasing ever since... Well, right after Biden was elected and after a lot of the moves that he made with regards to energy policy and drilling, tamping down any new permits, offshore drilling, stopping any new leasing uh, for mineral rights on federal land. And so Cavuto had asked him about this wild increase in gas prices. And it's not just Putin's. It's not Putin's price hike. This is, I mean, clearly has been measurable since long before the action that Russia has taken in Ukraine. So Cavuto asks uh, Secretary Mayor 
new mom Poot Buttigieg about this, and this was and Buttigieg just kind of laughed it off. Listen. Half of that increase started prior to the first Russian soldiers arriving near Ukraine. You can't blame it all on the Ukraine, right? What about the other half? Well, that <laughs> no, was, what about the other half? No, that, that's a, that's that, a pretty that, important half. Well, then, no, yeah, no, but, but, but that, that half about, before we had run up, you, the, your administration has blamed this on the, 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 you know, the war, and that was certainly a big factor. But gas prices had gone up Very 50 percent already before the war. So to me, that's half yeah. of the blame, not. Hmm. He just kind of laughs. This sort of laughs it off. Not a big deal. What does he do exactly? I mean, other than he was down in Alabama and he got his flight canceled because he was he had to fly down there to launch a bus thing. What the hell does this guy do? What is what is Poot Buttigieg do? What does he do? What has he done with regards to airlines? What is it? Bernie Sanders was saying people should be able to. What was Bernie Sanders saying they should get a they should be able to get paid for canceled flights, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, airlines are bad, but also why, who's been historically against privatizing security and other administration? Okay. Jiminy, Jiminy, Jiminy Christmas. I tell you what, I don't, we don't know what he does. We don't know what, I don't know what he does. It, it's like he's trying to do a lot of press right now to make up for the fact that he's been absent as all of this storm has gathered, Right. Because think about it. When gas prices first started increasing, you didn't hear anything from him. Um, the whole situation with uh, oil and then the idea of Democrats floating a gas tax. Has he even weighed in on that? Or, or a, 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 a holiday from the gas tax? Has he weighed in on that? I don't think he said anything about that. The only thing he's talked about is he's copied and pasted some actions people can take if their flights are canceled. That's it. Yeah, the gas tax holiday is nothing. I mean, I don't even take it seriously. I haven't talked about it because it's nothing. What does he do? I just, we have all these people on the dole. What the hell does the guy do? Nothing. He doesn't do anything. He was given the ceremonial role in government. He has no expertise at all whatsoever. He was gone for three months of it. He had to recover from giving birth, you see. <sighs> we have Florida man on the way. You don't want to miss. And we have uh, going to be joining us, scheduled to join us, Gina Carano, third hour. The Dana Show, sponsored by 30 years of game-changing Caltech innovation, like the P-50, a new breed of pistol. Innovation. Performance. Caltech. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. (laughs) It's time for Florida Man. This is in Florida. I did not know that snails um, could be gross like this. I don't know how else to say it. Here's the headline. Giant snails that can grow as big as rats have put a Florida town into quarantine. They're invasive. They carry a parasite that causes meningitis in humans. That is so nasty. They're called giant African snails. They've been confirmed in the city of Port Ritchie in Florida. They're invasive. They carry the parasite lungworm. And that apparently can lead to meningitis in humans. So residents are prohibited from moving plant, soil, yard waste, debris, compost, and building materials outside the zone. Officials have effectively quarantined 
for the the area for like the next two years with regards to what I just said, yard waste and debris and all that stuff. They are invasive shelled gastropods. That's what they said that uh, residents just can't move the plants and all that stuff. Oh my gosh! And that's damaging to the environment. It it feasts on like five hundred different plants. It has a taste for concrete. What? Yeah. It's detrimental to infrastructure. Dude. Huge. This is, and they, get this, they lay about 1,200 eggs in a year. Oh. Yeah, they reproduce super fast. Like, can you shoot them? They're, you can hold them in your hand. It's so nasty. Why would you even do that? So anyway, in Florida, look out. That's disgusting. Oh my gosh. I have other stories, but I just can't get over this. Like, how does they, how... Do you get them in there? Apparently, they're having to look at like some of the outside residential areas. So it's like a giant, sn- disgusting termite in a way. Giant snail. Stick with us. Third hour next. First, just on the Illinois shooting, um, Illinois already has a red flag law. It isn't used that often. It wasn't used in, in this case, even though the suspect apparently had put some violent Im- imagery online. Is your expectation that the gun bill that just passed is something that would have addressed this kind of situation? So I, I want to be very clear. Um, yes, the bipartisan uh, uh, gun uh, anti gun reform bill uh, was an important first step. It was the first step that we uh, have seen in 30 years. The last time was uh, when this president uh, led um, the banning assault weapons legislation that lasted uh, for about 10 years and, and sunset in 19 and uh, in 2004. Effect, and so the, the president study. believes that we need we need to make sure that we ban assault weapons. Right. That is one of the th- except the it had zero effect. I've written about this, you know, ad nauseum. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Always good to be with you. Happy Wednesday. Except when you had the quote unquote assault weapons ban previously, it just banned cosmetic features on um, different rifles. And it had, according to the DOJ, Rand Institute and like two other entities had no effect on it didn't reduce crime. And they are actually involved in the fewest homicides annually blunt objects are used more including your hands and your feet and if you ball your hands up into fists why did they say hands feet and fists because hands and fists are like the same thing but i digress that's literally how it's written in the ucrs the uniform crime reports but i digress she couldn't answer that question she is actually not man and this weekend just kind of drove it home even more she's not really good at at answering you know these questions she's she struggles a bit wouldn't have had any effect none at all whatsoever and then as we learned more we were talking about this more information came out he had uh, a FOID card now I get that his dad co-signed a FOID card for him this was after like several months after police had previously visited his home for a suicide attempt and then they took his his knives which that sounds you know red flaggish and i have some audio we'll play here in a moment but they took his knives they left him that's why by the way red flag laws are so one of the reasons of many why they're so ridiculous because if the person themselves is a danger you're just removing one variable from them you're not actually doing anything about the danger. Red flag laws are not any, they don't enforce any kind of mental health anything. 
it's just seizure of of property that's that's it that's why it's ridiculous anyway but even after two different police visits then the dad goes and signs co-signs a a foid card for him now that was before he was 21 now that he's 21 the co-signee i don't know i don't know if they i don't think they bear any liability but the dude still had his foid card that was never reevaluated by the state of illinois even after these visits and then he had a huge social media footprint where he was talking about murdering everybody and everything all over the internet couldn't have been out there more in broad daylight if he tried and had i mean there were people talking about how they feel like there was a neighbor who said she she was blaming herself because she felt responsible he wanted to date her and she didn't want to have anything to do with him and she was worried that that set him off etc i mean it sounds like it wasn't entirely unknown that he had issues of some sort the mom looks like she was a hippie the dad i don't know what the hell the dad was doing i'm just tired of seeing parents that don't look like they have any engagement at all whatsoever none at all but all this stuff was supposed to stop all that they had all the gun control laws you could want in illinois it didn't stop this and then you have uh, Pritzker, who only comes out, he doesn't say anything about all the crime that happens in city streets. He only talks about suburban areas. Comes out and says, we need more of the laws that we have that didn't work. Then you had the guy that we were playing. We need more of the laws, This the state attorney. Audio soundbite 18 for Illinois. Eric Reinhardt, listen to this. We should also ban assault weapons in Illinois and beyond. For what purpose? They're banned in Highland Park. They're banned in the city in which this happened. It all, they were already banned. They've been banned for 10 years. We need more of the laws that didn't work. Yay! And then he also mentioned red flag laws. Audio soundbite 17. Listen. Illinois has a strong red flag law that keeps communities safe. Why didn't it work? And respects everyone's rights. Why didn't it work? We must vastly increase awareness and education about this red flag law called so why didn't it work though because it sounds like there was a red flag already you know served when they came and they took his knives by the way was he on after he was had police visited him for the suicide attempt in 2019 was he on any medications was he meeting with a mental health professional because you know virginia tech which was the second worst uh, it was university, second worst uh, mass casualty incident. That individual was supposed to be taking medication, is supposed to be seeing a mental health professional, and he kind of slipped through the cracks and no one did anything. Like they should have, it should have like been run up the flagpole at the state and he was able, it wasn't, so he was able to go out and purchase. I, all these laws that these people say are supposed to protect you don't work. Speaking of which, you're not going to believe the latest coming out of Uvalde. Whew. So, the latest news on this, and this comes uh, from KVUE. A rifle-armed Uvalde officer sighted in to shoot the Robb Elementary attacker before he entered the school, but instead waited for supervisor permission. It is a report by the Advanced Law Enforcement Rapid Response Training, and it cites three missed chances 
to slow the killer before he entered the building. It says that officers who tried to stop him in the classroom lost momentum after taking fire as more weapons, including tear gas, arrived. The report says that officers could have tried to breach the classroom through sheetrock windows and other means. Quote, while we do not have definitive information at this point, it is possible that some of the people who died during this event could have been saved. The report is also striking, reports KVUE, that in that while much criticism has been leveled at Uvalde Schools Police Chief Pete Arandondo, the experts also appear to condemn the work of rank-and-file officers who converged on the campus. Huh. So many who died could have been saved. That's a big takeaway from this. Wow. It just gets worse. It gets worse and worse. Why do you have to check for, for supervisor permission? Why? That is astounding to me. That guy, uh, Aaron Dondo, remember he uh, had been, he was on city council, and I think he, I saw the story that that he had resigned afterwards. This is what, this is such a horrific screw up. Because again, we are told you don't need a firearm because you will be protected by police, except you have Supreme Court rulings that say they actually have no affirmative obligation to do so. There's a federal court ruling on that that was brought by Parkland parents. There are circuit court rather. Uh, then there is the Supreme Court ruling. Castle Rock v. Gonzalez. I can't believe this just gets worse, gets worse and worse and worse. I, I, I'm just I you they see they see a guy with that who's armed going into a school and you don't take the shot. Wow. And it sounds like they're if they already had if he was cited in to get this guy beforehand. Oh, my gosh, I even have more questions. So apparently it sounds like he didn't meet just one officer before accessing the unlocked door in the school. It sounds like a lot more was happening. Are we going to get information about this at any point? <sighs> just amazing. So a few other things. And we'll follow that up when we get more information. The monkeypox epidemic that or whatever's going on with monkeypox. I saw this thing for D.C. D.C. Health tweeted out that they're going to have, uh, I guess, beginning today, eligible district residents can schedule appointments to get vaccinated for monkeypox. And I was looking at the categories. And it struck me as very interesting they the categories this is what it says they write you can get vaccinated for monkeypox in dc if you are a district of columbia resident 18 years of age or older and gay bisexual and other men who have had sex with men and have had multiple or anonymous sexual partners in the last 14 days or transgender women and non-binary persons assigned male at birth who have sex with men i think that language is so stupid assigned male geez or sex workers of any sex, or staff of any sex at establishments where sexual activity occurs, bathhouses, sauna, sex clubs, etc. 
They ask you to bring an identification card with your DC address, utility bill, or whatever, something that identifies your name. But hey, you can go vote without all that. Um, So dudes is what it sounds like. This is the problem with dudes. They won't say it, but that's what it, I mean, you, you can read, you can see this for yourself. Dudes who are gay, dudes who may or may not be gay, who, who identify as women. uh, That's really what it sounds like. How about just don't be a skank? Seems pretty simple, right? The best way to avoid apparently getting monkeypox is to not be a whore. Oh, but you can't say that. It's politically incorrect. Why is it politically incorrect? Because it's a negative and it suggests that someone is engaging in reckless behavior. Well, are they engaging in reckless behavior? Well, yes, but oh, well, there you go. But you can't say that. Even, it's for health, even if it's for health reasons, this just makes it even more absurd that just two weeks ago the CDC was saying, well, maybe you should wear a mask for monkeypox. And I'm like, over your butt? Where? Where do you make it? Where do you wear? How does that? That's what underwear is, right? Face panties and other ones. Come on, this is ridiculous. You know this. Why does everybody get all uncomfortable about it? Just stop, right? I feel like that that one Bob Newhart skit in SNL will just stop it. Here's the doctor whose only advice to people was to stop it. Just stop it. Just quit. All right, we have more to come. We have headlines on the way. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So, it uh, apparently... Stunned by UFOs, exasperated fighter pilots are getting a little help from the Pentagon. They say in this all goes back to like 2014, four naval aviators narrowly escaped disaster. They entered highly controlled airspace for a training exercise, but yet they almost collided with unidentified flying objects. So now they've they've been they've been noting that this look this keeps happening. It's a serious threat to naval aviation, a critical risk to flight safety as well. And so now apparently the Pentagon's giving them a little bit of help. There's all kinds of like examples of this. And they're, these people are coming out with their names. They're not anonymous people. Like, for instance, Ryan Graves is one of a, a, a Navy, one-time Navy fighter pilot. And he, is, he served with the aviators that are involved in a near 2014 collision. And so this is, I mean, these are some, these are, they're putting their name. They have some very uh, serious accomplishments. And so now apparently they're getting a little boost there from the Pentagon to figure out what's happening and how can we make this safer. Uh, 126 dogs rescued. I can, oh, I don't even want to look at this. Uh, rescued from uh, an illegal slaughterhouse in China. Thank heavens. According to Humane Society International, which has been rescuing these dogs. Oh my gosh, I just can't. Ugh. Uh, also, from the BBC, cinemas are banning teens in suits over the hashtag gentle minions trend. So apparently, apparently, it seems like it's happening in London. Uh, they're saying that cinemas have had to give all these refunds because there are people showing up in suits to watch uh, the that's the hashtag gentle minion thing. The rise of Gru in their costumes and they're filming themselves. And so they've, they're like, no, you can't come in. It's, it's enough to where it's like a big story and it's trending. I didn't know that many people had costumes of this. Kind of 
And a couple, I'll get to this later because it's a bigger story. They were fined $1,500 for parking in their driveway. I just think you should be able to park wherever you want to. Gina Carano scheduled to be with us next. Stick with us. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. I'm heading to town grabbing supplies. Look after your mom now, won't you? Mighty fine morning to you, ma'am. And to you. Is your husband at home? Get behind the stove with your sister. They came looking for your pa. That's where they're at. They're taking their time. Just take where you want and go. But what we want is you. Your father's walking into a trap. It's our turn to protect him. I guess they never saw her in the octagon. I don't know. I don't think that I don't think that's that's one frontiers woman that they would not want to mess with. So that's the trailer. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. That is the trailer for Terror on the Prairie. It's a new film coming out of my friend uh, Ben Shapiro, Daily Wire, uh, that they are that they've created. It has a bunch of great names in it. Obviously, our friend Nick Searcy's in it, and of course, Gina Carano. And I've I have all I've been a fan of Gina Carano's for a long time since gosh I mean I know her from her mixed martial arts days I've watched so many of her bouts she was one of the reason I reasons I even got into watching MMA in the first place I was like oh my gosh it's a pretty female fighter and she's like <laughs> hard as nails she joins us now via Skype just on everything that she has been up to including this new film that's out and I got to say the sound design's awesome as well Gina it's so nice to to finally be able to talk with you welcome and congrats on this new film this is awesome Oh my goodness, it's so nice to meet you. <laughs> I feel like you're like a sister that I've never met before. <laughs> yes, I know. We've and we I'm always flattered when people are like, You remind you look like Gina Carano. And I'm like, Do I have Same. the awesome biceps to go with it? Like, do I have that too? And I'm not as tough. <laughs> no. But no, no, uh congrats. I need to look at my biceps. Congrats um, yeah, on this film, though. This is fantastic, and I'm I. You. This is you're you're really good in this role, and I I wanted to ask you what it was like to to film it because you've done you've done action films before. You're no stranger to film. I mean, you've done movies. What was this experience like? It's a western. Yeah, this was. Um, you know, they're all a little bit different, but this one was really different because we had to pivot from making a movie called White Knuckle that we were going to do about. A trucker and um they they kind of pressured us uh we, we wouldn't know if sag after was going to mandate the vaccines and mm. which would yeah which would only allow us to then hire vaccinated people i'm not vaccinated so i was like you know um they would just said well would you do it if you had to and i said more than anything i just don't i don't want to put that off on everybody else i want it to be an individual decision so we we went up to Montana. We ended up making um, this Western, which I feel like is even more appropriate and more amazing. It was more artistic. And the, you know, the character I had to kind of break down. I couldn't like act like I know what I was doing with the, the guns. I had to, right. you know, be, you know, kind of break myself down of all my training of the other movies. So, um, but it was a, I think it's one of my best acting jobs, really. It was a really cool character to play. Very cool character. It's a beautiful film talking with Gina Carano, uh, movie star, MMA star. I mean, she, everybody's, and of course, everybody's seen her in the headlines too for, they say it's controversy. And I don't, 
I don't understand the controversy about it. I was so mad on your behalf. So many people were mad on your behalf because, as everybody knows, you were also in The Mandalorian. You were Cara Doom, which was Mm -hmm. also a great role. And I think that there was a spinoff, as I understand it, that was in the works, which I felt like they were setting your character up for. And then there was. (laughs) Yeah. You said one innocuous thing and then it all you were you were targeted by cancel culture. Yeah, well, I've been. I had been targeted for uh, well over a year yeah. by, um, I, I couldn't believe that I was having these conversations with the biggest company in my industry, you know, Disney and Lucasfilm. And I couldn't believe that like the things that I was saying were controver- controversial. I just felt like we we should be allowed to talk. These people over here are talking yeah. um, and telling you all about who they're voting for. Um, I've only just said that I'm voting and I was getting, you know, crushed um and trending and um i don't know it was just i think it was a hard lesson for them as well to learn because i think that they realized that this you know the the online mob is not real life and mm-hmm. i think we're seeing that in america very very well right now i mean so it, it just sucked to have to go through it but i know that um no, I got. I know God has a plan through it all. So if there's anybody that could handle that, I could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you definitely, and you did well, and you bounced right back. And I have to say, not only do, do companies realize, are they slowly realizing that you know the online mob doesn't actually really exist or have a lot of power in meat space? They also don't subscribe. They also don't watch movies or pay f- to watch movies the way that actual fans do. And I noticed right. that was a huge difference exactly. because fans rallied around you. Even when people, like you said, it was building up a year prior, fans were like, I don't care what she says. She is <laughs> perfect for this role. She is perfect for this story, for this universe. How dare you? I mean, there are loyalists to canon. And and they were the fans. True fans were really unhappy about that, and that had to help, obviously, because I'm not. I know that that's not easy to go through on a national national stage. Yeah. Well, you know, um, in 2020, I knew that. I knew it, it was like I was speaking early on about things that are now being spoken about, you know, just regularly. Yeah. And so I was speaking earlier about it, and I knew that eventually people would. So I always think to myself, you have to play the long game. And in the long game, the ultimate long game is, you know, getting to your deathbed and, you know, going into, you know, the next life, if you believe, and, um, be, you know, being proud of doing that. Yeah. And so I have to, I when I look back at the last two and a half years, I'm really proud of, you know, also, although I fumble, I don't, I never really wanted to be this person, you know, I never wanted to speak out loud about all these controversial things. I just feel like I'm very proud and I have confidence in myself now that I'd never yeah. never knew existed. So it was painful, but I'm picking all the good things up. I'm picking my life back up and um, I can look people in the eyes. I can feel free. I can give my opinion and um, I haven't sacrificed my soul to be in Hollywood. And that feels really great. <laughs> that is, and it shows. And and people I think are very happy to see that because it's, and the thing that still, I have to go back to it. It's not controversial. There were people that you have done projects with who have said way more and things yeah. that I would think cross a line of taste or at least good sense where you, you didn't do that. Just you just simply giving an opinion is, is yeah. somehow considered controversial. That's I think I, t- I take it more as like a, you know, I've always kind of been this way which is why I lost my voice for a very long time because mm-hmm. I was afraid to say anything because um so I just stayed really quiet and stayed in my artistic fighter bubble um 
But when I was looking at what was going on with America in the last two and a half years, it broke my heart. I think America's heart was broken to, you know, I think the veil of like corruption just kind of got unleashed. And we're all, some of us very naive ones who aren't political. We weren't, we're just looking at our country and looking at what my nieces are going to have to live in after this. And I just felt like, you know, I'm not going to stay quiet. I'm going to put out posts. I'm going to put out memes. I'm going to put out quotes that actually just make people think, just think about, you know, think about what we're talking about here. And it was all of these people putting their idea of what they thought I was saying onto these memes, onto these quotes. And um, it was really, really vicious. And I now have that experience. I now have that knowledge that I will take into everything that I do. And it just, it got really real. And I'm okay with that because I'm learning from it. Yeah, we're talking with Gina Carano. And I remember when I first started seeing this kind of bubble up towards you, you know, the year before, you know, the culmination of everything that happened. And then, you know, obviously you starting out with this, this amazing new project, which we're going to talk more about Tara on the Prairie, her new film. But because I've watched you, I've watched you in the octagon, I've watched you fight. And I've seen your dedication and your discipline, and how you approach these matches. And I just remember thinking that she is way too much discipline to be cowed by people who are trying to shame her simply for having a difference of opinion. How did your if it did, your training as a fighter prepare you for, in, in, a mental, in a mental way, dealing with what you were dealing with on a national stage? Because not a lot of people have that level of discipline in anything. Well, I think where it really, really started was with my mom, whose name is Dana as well. <laughs> um, I love that Great name. name. Think, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> um, I think it starts with my mom and my grandmother. Um, and the people that raised me to be an independent thinker, to raise me to say no. And, um, you know, I never compromised myself in anything And when it came to fighting. You know, they were trying to put me on Playboy. They were trying to put me, you know, sexualize the fighting as much as they could. And I just kept saying no. Like, (laughs) I just kept saying no. For the last 20 years, I've said no more more than I said yes. And it always seems to kind of work itself out. So um, taking that into training, training definitely gave me, you know, it's body, mind, spirit, in my opinion. So um, which I am now like re-inspired to get back to my body and to get back in the gym and to really start training again, because, um, you know, you can't leave one of them out. You have to keep your mind sharp. You have to keep your spirit clean and you also have to get your body back. So there's one of those that I haven't been paying attention to uh, during quarantine and Mm. that's my body. So I want to get back to that. But um, yeah, so the training, I think, you know, just helped with everything, like everything going into Hollywood. And, um, you know, I just, I really love the way my life has gone. I feel very unique in this life. And um, I think that that's just God. That's a God blessing. Yeah, I feel really loved. <laughs> Fair, well, I'm glad you, you you mentioned about getting back in the gym. So I I was reading this because I always I always follow it and I always see what you know where I'm going. I always see what yeah. you know, my favorite fighters are saying. And I was reading this interview and I know you've kind of mentioned this as well. So you're doing films you have terror on the prairie which is a fantastic movie and people if you haven't seen it you you can go to dailywire.com slash terror and you can go and check out terror on the prairie uh but i also was reading uh, a piece where 
you know, you you're you're looking at getting back in the gym. And then Ronda Rousey, who has been in WWE, she's saying, ah, I think I'd like to I'd like to go back and have a fight. She said the only person that she would ever come back for. And it it, it seemed to be said with a lot of respect was you. Yes. And yeah. you guys, from what I understand, you both were were set to fight, but it never it, it, it I think back into what, 2014, but it ultimately never happened. Would, would yes. you go back if that was a if that's something that is it something being planned or would you be interested in? I think that'd be probably one of the most watched fights in history, I think. Yes. Well, I actually so about, I don't know, five or six, however long ago we were thinking about fighting and then it kind of got a little bit messy. You know, um, it just it, oh, it, the fight business gets messy. I, yeah. I'm sure you can imagine. So um, it got a little bit messy. So I was like, I don't need to go back into that world. I'm acting. I'm good. Um, but when, when Ronda Rousey says that it's a, it's a massive compliment that she would come back for me. And it makes me feel like, I mean, a super fight, a super fight is when, you know, two people, you know, retired or like a a celebrity or somebody, they fight. It's like the super group of fighting, like where you have like these two stars and then everything comes together. Yeah. Yeah. So when I started thinking about that, the more I talk about it, the more I really need something to train for. Um, yeah, I, I think if I can get my weight down and if I, I can get back in that fighter shape, if I can, you know, if I can get close to where I was at, um, just close, you know, it doesn't have to be right on, on, you know, but I think I, I would definitely, if I was in, it was, if I was in her weight class right now, I'd set it up. So I just have to kind of figure out in the next six months, you know, it'll definitely take about three months to get some weight off plus, you know, but then to get in fighter shape, it'll take probably another three months. So now I'm in in the gym and I'm um, and I'm just kind of it's nice to have a focus. Honestly, it's nice to yeah. have that thought in my mind that even if it doesn't happen, you know, I, it gives me something to really shoot for while I'm in between, you know, being canceled, uncanceled, and everything that I am. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? It's cool. I'll just like I'll just focus on my body. I'll focus on getting my body right. I'll focus on getting my life together. I'll focus on my family and creating art. And at the same time. You know, if I get there, then I think it would definitely happen. I mean, I, it honestly doesn't even it doesn't even scare me it, because it, everything that's happened in my life has just been pretty aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, what? Getting in the ring at this point doesn't sound scary at all. It sounds like exciting. And I used to get so scared about getting in the ring. And now I feel like, oh, my gosh, that would be so cool. You know, this 40 year old woman who's had the life I've had to get back in there. I think it would be, you know, George Foreman did it. Yeah. Silly, like. So yeah, maybe. and and, and yeah. George Foreman, I have to say, was a. I mean, you're only forty. He's a, was a lot yeah. older. And for people to know, exactly. Gina, Gina got started in Muay Thai, and I mean, it, this would. I and I think it was what I think she was at. Uh, I think Ronda was like a one forty five, one fifty, something like that. I know you were like a featherweight. Yeah. Like, yeah, she was in one thirty five. I was more. I was. It was really hard to, for me to like get down there. I was, yeah. I was at one forty five, but I'm sure she said she'd fight me at anything. So I would try to go for like a. My goal right now would be to get to one fifty and see where we're at yeah it's, so, so it sounds that's a, like that's my aim it sounds like it could potentially happen within the next year i'm just saying this because i'm literally going to clear out my entire calendar for whenever <laughs> that is going to fall down oh i i will totally i'll be a hype person for you i'll come in and well, i'll just I carry just something hype behind you. like i'm gonna start doing some like fun um you know health stuff you know i think just you know, putting it out there online just to kind of be held accountable you know like okay this week we're gonna give up you know this and you know, focus more on this. And, you know, I think that that's the good thing about online is 
if yeah. anybody wants to join this journey with, with me, you know, they can. That's so awesome. You can I, always awesome. text me and be like, get your ass together. <laughs> get your ass in the gym. <laughs> she'll motivate you. You motivate her and she'll motivate you. No, I think it's, I, and I think you look great, by the way, in this film. I've always thought you looked great. You've, and, and you've always, I mean, you've, I think you've modeled yourself incredibly well. Uh, and has, you. has, you've been such an icon, not just for female fighters, but female, I mean, actual legitimate female empowerment you know, period. Yeah. I think you've been so great at that. Uh, Gina's it's because film. I had, I had good, I had a good mom and a good grandmother to, you know, no matter where I'm at in life, love yourself for where you're at and then never stop dreaming and never stop pushing yourself. So that. if anybody's struggling with that, just accept yourself where you're at and set some beautiful goals for yourself and there I'll do go. it with you. There you go. Gina's new film, Terror on the Prairie. A great, I love Westerns. It's my favorite genre. A great, American Western about a very strong and capable frontier woman. She's got to protect herself against these ruthless outlaws. And uh, we'll watch to see if uh, Gina Carano versus Ronda Rousey, we'll watch within the next year. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Gina Carano, God love you. I so appreciate you joining me. We're always in your corner. We're always pulling for you. And uh, we can't Thank wait you. to see what else you do. Stay in touch. Thank you. The Dana Show. DanaLash.com, you can go up top, hit subscribe. That takes you to chapter and verse, my newsletter with Substack. And we'll have that Gina Carano interview. We'll have that up and uh, out to you ASAP. Kane, today in stupidity. All right. It would be state attorney Eric Reinhardt praising the red flag laws in Illinois that did nothing. Yeah. Illinois has a strong red flag law that keeps communities safe and respects everyone's rights. Yeah. Except none of that's true. Yeah, it's not. Which none is of a shame. Is so therefore it qualifies as stupid. Yeah, there you go. And folks, that does it for us. Today, Wednesday, we will be back with you tomorrow. We've got a lot of stuff coming at you in the newsletter as well. So sign up, chapter and verse at Substack. God bless. Back tomorrow.